Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! All right, it's happening officially. Yeah, we did it. uh, After much troubleshooting. We're in person. We spent 20 minutes deciding how to record in person again because it's been so long. I can't. I my brain has just stopped functioning as far as I'm like Skype will take care of it and now I'm like oh my god I need like (laughs) an actual recording process again I completely forgot have to actually set it up again but we're here we did it hello hello (laughs) it is happening it's been so long this is the Feeny call it has been a long time. Did we do this once when when we thought COVID was like tapering off yes. last summer? It was like yeah, August. Yeah, something like it feels that. like towards the end of last summer when the world and or at least in the United States, people were like, I think we might be moving along, and everyone was like, All right, cool. And then we and all then, went um, back inside. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and then it got bad again oh, right around man. Thanksgiving. What a what a swing that was. What a time. Did you watch Inside, Bo? Bo not yet. Not oh, yet. I just it. talked to Ray about it over the weekend. That's on my list. Um, ooh, just cracked my knuckle. I wonder if you heard that. Um, <laughs> uh, Want to do that this week. Want to go see In the Heights. <gasps> I saw it last night. We it was have, so good. I heard that. Oh we have God. HBO, but I want to no, see it in the theater. I want it to be it was that, so like special. my return oh to my theater. <laughs> so we went to the music box last night. Yes. And saw In the Heights. And... I cried twice I and it. I almost cried a third time because I, I have been to a theater actually. Mm-hmm. I have <laughs> I've been to a movie theater. I went to an AMC in Skokie twice now nice. to see Fast Five and Furious Seven. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, listen, yeah. I we Sarah and I are on a big Fast and Furious kick. We're watching all of them for the Amazing. first time and we're fucking loving it they're so fun fun. they oh my god they're so much fun anyway that's another another podcast um (laughs) but last night at the music box in the heights brand new release sold out show they weren't sold to full capacity Mm -hmm. so but it was sold out probably 500 plus people still And everyone was so happy to be there. Oh my god! Like I can only literally, imagine. the like opening number ended, and like there was just like cheering and applause. Oh, <laughs> it was so exciting. Oh my god! It was, and the movie was fucking awesome too. Oh. So like, it was the like big emotional return to a movie theater that I've been yes, dreaming of. That's what I want. Because I <laughs> I will say that like Fast Five and Seven, while wonderful times, I was like. I knew that going back to a movie theater would be a letdown from what I imagined in my mind. Of course, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but this did it for me. And I, I mean, I love the music box, and it was full of people, and it was the movie was so fucking good. Oh, my God, it's so fucking good. I'm definitely going to see it again in theaters. Here we go again. <laughs> Yay! We're still recording in person. Still recording in person. <laughs> this is still the Feeny Call. It is. We are still here to talk about Boy Meets World. I'm still Megan. I'm still Skylar. <laughs> That's how it's been the whole That's time. That's how it's been the whole time. You yes. have everything that you've thought is a lie. Yeah. And we have a little housekeeping to do from last week. Let's or do it. not even housekeeping per se, but a lot of you reached out because I posted on Instagram about who all agreed with me and my dream theory, which, you know, is probably not new. Most people probably have thought this since but, they saw it. But if you don't do enough research on it, you can believe that it's 100% original. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you just don't Google it, right. don't, whatever. If you don't check your sources, exactly. then it is in fact yours. I mean, in my defense, I did not see any other people on the internet have this theory. But I also haven't listened to... So this is one piece of housekeeping. 
We are actually not the furthest along Boy Meets World podcast out there. That was my bad. I want to give credit where credit is due. There's a podcast called Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. And they are wrapping up season five right now. So they're only a little bit ahead of us, but they are ahead of us. So if you want to get, if you're binging, you want to get further along, go check them out. I actually haven't listened to them, so I can't. Are you telling our listeners to leave us behind? <laughs> go listen to <laughs> leave someone us behind. Else. Go listen to someone else. Jesus. And then come back because um, <laughs> we need you. Um, but like, it's similar to like how we're like, go listen to Brahmi's World if you want sure. a different a different uh, viewpoint. Yeah, you don't have to pick just one Boy Meets World exactly. podcast. Listen to them all. I I, I haven't all. listened to that podcast. I don't really know anything about it, but mm-hmm. I like the fact that the title makes me believe, and I don't know if this is the concept or not, but that a a boy met a girl, and he's obsessed with the show, and she's never seen it, and so he mm-hmm. is making her watch it with him for the first time. I'd like that. And then they're gonna have a. A podcast about it where he's like a crazy big fan and she's like new to it. Like our Sabrina podcast? Like our Sabrina podcast. <laughs> Which? When? when... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had a fan write in and leave us a voicemail and this kind of ties into the Sabrina thing, but just a little background on, and then there was Sean and like his relationship with the episode and then um, also about our Sabrina podcast. So take it away. Hey Skylar, hey Megan, Uh, my name is Greg Warr, I'm a filmmaker and a voiceover artist based in the San Francisco Bay Area, a lifetime lover of Boy Meets World, thank you for the podcast, it is awesome. You guys probably won't get this message until after your episode on And Then There Was Sean airs, but um, who cares? And Then There Was Sean is probably one of the most memorable episodes for me, first and foremost because when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to watch TV during the weekdays, right, it was just during the weekends, and when, when Boy Meets World was on, The first time I'd seen that episode, well, I must have been like eight, I don't know. And after the first time I saw that episode, it freaked me out so much that thereafter, any time a Boy Meets World rerun was on, I was like, I hope it's not that episode. I felt the exact same way about the psychotic episode in season six. We'll get to that. But so, and I would, I would be like listening to the theme. I would be watching the opening credits. And I'd be like, please don't be that episode, please. No, no. Like every time, hoping it wasn't those two episodes because they were so scary to me. That's all I wanted to say. That is just, that's what's most memorable to me about that episode. A few quick takes. Now I just rewatched the episode and (laughs) a few things that jumped out at me. There's some foreshadowing in the beginning. There's talk of stabbing. Uh, Mr. Feeney picks up a pair of scissors. I think Mr. Feeney says some of his best lines in this episode, and especially when it's self-referential. I mean, does it get any better than that? But so yeah, he's got the scissors, and they come back to stab him in the back, and I didn't notice that the other times I'd watched it. And then, okay, Sean's line, the furtherance of their apartness. <laughs> I swear, he says the most amazing things sometimes, but with complete confidence in himself. And then, oh, Every time that someone gets murdered, Eric, you know, he goes, they killed Kenny. And he always, he almost said, every time he almost says, you bastard, you can see him almost say, you bastard. But he doesn't end up saying it. So, altogether, a fun episode. That's really my quick take on it. Thank you guys. You guys are so much fun to listen to. I listen to you guys every week. You guys are great. Oh, and if you're going to do a Sabrina the Teenage Wish podcast, I have some contributions to make, so that was my shit. It's a little gay kid growing up in suburban San Francisco Bay Area who didn't know he was gay yet, and I was just like, I want her powers. I want to be magical and just 
be a witch. Thank you guys so much again. So thank you, Greg Waugh, for writing in. It's so nice to hear from people who... We love to hear from we, people. Yeah, we love to hear from people. It's so fun. Especially when you say things like... Um, we listen. I listen to you on my way to work or on my commute and things like that. It's just fun to know that we're 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 there. Yeah, we're I think here. I said this. We're always there. <laughs> I think always. I said this in the and then there was Sean episode. Uh, but I also was terrified of this fucking episode. Yeah. And would I don't know? Did uh, did you do this thing, Megan, when you were a kid about where you would like dare yourself to watch like a scary TV yes. show to like push yourself? Yes. For mine, mine main one was Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> that was like the scary TV show yes, that I would try to like scary. dare myself to watch all yeah. of an episode of. Or when it came to like this episode, I would be like, watch the whole thing. You can yeah. do it. You can do it. I promise. <laughs> I'd like coach myself through it mm-hmm. and then sleep with a light on. For me, it was always like, here's this one creepy image of some shadowy man dog figure in the corner of a room or something. Mm. And so then when you always wake up in the middle of the night, that's like you just make that image yes, for you like you just ma- you somehow man- mentally manipulate shadows into being that thing. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yes. So I used scary. to do that with this episode. Yeah. I used to like man- when I was uh, younger and because like I mean that was all when I was like a teenager and mm-hmm. I wasn't scared of this episode anymore. But when I was a younger kid and I was very yeah. scared of this episode, I would definitely like manipulate shadows in my mind mm-hmm. and turn them into the fucking shrouded figure over here. Yep. Uh, doesn't matter that he rips off the mask and it's Sean. No, it doesn't matter at all. It does not matter. Because that stinger at the end makes it the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. But going on my theory of um, it all being part of Sean's dream, we actually heard from some of you and uh, I'm glad that you all agree with me. I don't think, I think that there was only one person who did not agree with me, but Lex Lutz, who I adore, she said, I've always assumed that was the case. And so I appreciate the uh, support. Also, Hillary, who we heard from, I'll go ahead and play a snippet of her message to us. And then, of course, the kind of main point of the episode, the fact that Corey and Topanga aren't together and Sean talking to Topanga and saying, you know, did any of this happen when you were together? Then she says no. And he says, you killed us all. Obviously, nice little metaphor there. Sean feeling powerless about Corey and Topanga breaking up, you know, at the end of the episode. That's the only stability in his personal life. Again, the Cory and Topanga being together, Sean models his whole life after it trope. So then obviously the whole point of this is the horror movie stuff. So I think I learned this from Danielle Fischel when they did some sort of event where they watched this episode and um, were commenting on it. Or I know the reason, but I think it's from Danielle that they did this episode is because the writers were really big horror fans. So they found a way to get their love of horror into the episode. So that's that. Also, Renee, I'm not sure of her name, but her username on Instagram is S underscore Renee Powell phonetically. And she said, yes, like Feeney said, Sean's way of coping with his friends going through a tough time. And then she said, not ashamed to admit, I definitely have this episode memorized line by line. I mean... <laughs> don't we all? Who among us? Seriously. Honestly, come on. Who among us? Don't we all? So I'm very glad that people are also agreeing with me. We had one who said, username A-B-R-A-R underscore U-L underscore Jat, J-A-T-T, said, no, you guys don't appreciate the show's capacity for whimsy. <laughs> <sighs> 
fair. And I, I definitely, I wrote back and I was like, fair. We were definitely looking for a message in yeah. this one, in this like silly, goofy episode. But yes, thank you all for writing to us about, uh, and then there was Sean and agreeing with me for the most part. I feel validated. And also I'm glad that I'm not the only one who had this, this thought. So let's get drunk. So yeah, now <laughs> we're getting wasted. It's going to be great. Today's episode is season five, episode 18, If You Can't Be With The One You Love. Which <sighs> it's the drinking episode. It is the drinking episode. It's a very special episode. It is a very... So one of my fun facts for the day. So this is one of three episodes to be banned from airing from Disney Channel. Promises, Promises, The Truth About Honesty, and this is the... Um, this is the third episode that Disney Channel will not show. Obviously, we talked last week about how they edited and then there was Sean, so they could put that on Disney Channel, but this one just is not shown. Um, what are those also, other two? Promises, Promises. Promises, is Promises. The, prom night. the Truth About Honesty, which I'm not sure what is that, that one is. Yeah. I'm going to go look that up, but, or you can look that up if you want to. This title of this, of course, is based on the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young song, Love the One You're With. And the chorus goes, if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. Which I think is pretty common knowledge, but if you don't know the song, or if you just don't listen to a lot of older <laughs> music. Um, this is also, of course, the second to last episode where Eric does not appear anymore. So we have already seen 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men. We've already seen Heartbreak Corey. Now we've got this one and then Starry Night is the last one where we will not see Eric. And which kind of, I feel like they balance really well because the next one is so, it's all Eric. So I feel like they have really tried to balance it out really well. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So the truth about honesty is a season six episode. The one where Corey and Topanga agree to be 100% honest Corey starts being kind of an asshole about oh, that. Oh, maybe because she shows him her ass on the elevator? They oh, talk is that a lot why? about sex. Yeah, it's like Corey's whining and bitching that he's not getting any, even though they're, I think, engaged at the time. I think they are. Yeah, I don't know. This is fucking weird. why. Yeah, I wonder why. Like, I think it's, yeah, because Topanga shows Corey her butt. I think that's it. I think that's probably it. That's so stupid. It's real stupid. If they show, they don't show they don't that one. Show. If they show the wedding night. I swear to well, God. Well, they don't show her butt. No. <laughs> like, not even like she shows movie. him her butt, but and we are like led to believe that, but yeah. it's not like a shot of her butt. No, <laughs> like, and we barely even see leading up to that because they're in the elevator. Whatever. Stupid. Oh my god. Insane. Anyway, censorship's ridiculous. It. <laughs> As we've discussed last episode. Yes, <sighs> stupid. All right, well, let's get drunk. <laughs> Whereas we sip our water. Um, great. <laughs> so, what about you? This is a glass of vodka, so. <laughs> <laughs> vodka. I, if I had a fridge that was hooked up to a that vodka. That dispenses just like, vodka. Oh, my God. Jesus. Like, I'm the recapper. Mm-hmm. I'm the recapper. Do you like my vaccine stickers on the back of my iPad case? Look at you. <laughs> You got one of them is in Spanish. Teams. They gave me one in English and one in Spanish. Oh, that's nice. I didn't get any stickers. Oh, I know. I got. I got robbed. robbed. Uh, all right, ready? Here we go. 
So everyone's like, Corey's a sad sack of shit. He can't come to the party. And so then Corey goes and steals alcohol from his dad and crashes the party. And then he's drunk at the party. And then he's like, Sean, get drunk. And Sean's like, sure. And they pee on a cop car. And then they get arrested. Uh, and then Alan screams at them and is like, Sean, you're a piece of shit. And then Corey's like, it was me. And then Corey and Sean are like, we're not going to drink anymore. But then Sean keeps drinking. And then he yells at Feeney during class. And then he pushes Angela. And everyone's like, Sean, you're an alcoholic. Don't drink. And he's like, okay, I'll stop. And then Alan apologizes. Yep. Cool. Time. Great. Yeah. Nice. About it. It's a very special episode. It is a very special episode. I do think it's interesting that Eric's not in it at all. I know you I, already talked about that, but I yes. thought it was interesting. It is very interesting. Well, and I think part of it is also like Eric can't really, at this point, he can't really give any sort of um, perspective, I guess. Because it doesn't seem like Eric's not the one to like have this conversation with either of them. Sure. Jack will because, of course, their father. Yeah. But... I don't know what Eric would have done. In exactly. I, I agree that I'm like, I don't know what I mean. He would have just been like... More of comedic this, relief. I guess. Make a joke here or there. Yeah, but, but I don't think they wanted right, that. No, they wanted a very this, special so. episode. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so there you go. And that's what we got. Yeah. Was there... Do you know, did they do a little, like, after it ended where, like, Ryder Strong, like, talks to the camera and is like, if you or someone you love is struggling with alcoholism, then call... Do, 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 I do, didn't do. find anything. That's a good question, actually. I didn't find anything, but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Sure. If well, anyone watched this live in the 90s... If you happen to remember to. 20, 23 years 23 ago... 23 years ago, yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yep. March um, twenty, Mar- March 98, so it would have been 23 yeah. years and a handful. All right, so if you happen to remember that moment, um, Listen, let us know. It might, maybe it stuck out. <laughs> I distinctly remember after every Secret Life of the American Teenager episode... Shailene Woodley would be like, if you or someone you Oh my know, God, really? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Or it was like a different, it was like rotating in the cast or something like that. Oh God. Maybe it was just the first season because that was when she was actually dealing with the pregnancy and then who knows. But anyway, I do, I do Did remember Did you watch that. all of that show? God, no, okay. absolutely not. I watched, I think I watched the first season because at the time it came out when I was in middle school. It was so scandalous. It was very scandalous. And so scandalous. I was just like. I can't not watch the scandalous, and so then of course I watched it for the scandal, uh, and then I got then I got like two seasons in. I was like, okay, the acting is bad, and I really don't care about any of these characters. I really just got into it for the drama, and now it's too much, and so then I switched over to Pretty Little Liars, and we all see how that turned out. <laughs> what a what a ride that show was. Uh, what did you learn? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that if you're an alcoholic... <laughs> so, <laughs> to call 1-800... Right. <laughs> um, no. Okay. What did you learn? Now, I think the... I mean, the, the very special episode takeaway here is obviously, like, don't engage in alcohol abuse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the moral... The moral lesson that I think is important to take away here, um, it has to do with your support systems that Mm -hmm. you have in place, right? Mm -hmm. In that Corey feels that he doesn't have any sort of support Mm -hmm. uh, because basically once Sean admits that he's getting tired of Corey, Mm -hmm. that is when Corey falls off of this and then when Sean comes to realize that he's on his own and has nothing then that's when he goes on to this mm-hmm. and so I think the the critical thing to take away here is that like having a valuable support system in your life will help to keep you safe I guess is kind of I mean yeah safe's not really the word I want but I can't think of the word I want <laughs> um it's important to have supported <laughs> it's well yeah I guess it's important to have 
uh, a valuable support system. But then in addition, like in addition to that, it's important to recognize mm-hmm. your support system. Yeah. Because it's very possible that you have a valuable support system and yeah. you are refusing to recognize it. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of the big takeaway there is recognizing your your actual support system that's around you. Yeah. What about you? I kind of went for something that I felt was obvious, mm-hmm. like as far as like don't drink and drive. Well, yeah, don't <laughs> don't use a substance to cover up what's actually going on sure. underneath right. because you're that's just not gonna it's just gonna hurt the people around sure. you. Sure, your substance Angela. abuse won't solve your problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hurt ended up hurting Angela. Really, kind of ended up hurting Corey. Ended up hurting Jack, and obviously their father ended up hurting. Jack's mom. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of don't use a substance. I get that it's fun to like dole the pain for a hot second. And if you're of age, then that's kind of a different story. But like at the same time, you, this is not, it's not sustainable and it's just going to end up hurting people, including yourself. There, there is a distinct difference between, um, s- substance abuse mm-hmm. and responsible use responsible I use, yeah. yeah well I mean different than I, I can respect that I had a rough day yes. and I'm gonna have a beer mm-hmm. and go to sleep mm-hmm. like I don't I don't begrudge anyone that no. you know like anytime someone's like ooh garbage day give me a glass of wine and yeah. like cause like it is a drug that affects your body and it's a depressant and so if you've had a really hard time and you're wound up it does, in fact, <laughs> calm you down. So, like, there are physiological things there. Yeah. But if you are doing that every day and it's to excess mm-hmm. and, like, damaging others around you, then it, then that's, abu- like, substance yeah. abuse, obviously. Like, there's a, there's a very clear difference. Like, I've definitely come home and be like, oof, garbage day. And, like, open the beer. Yeah, time to crack you open You know, beer. like, I've been in that position. Or smoke a bowl or whatever sure. helps. Sure, right, whatever, whatever your thing is. But if it's... You know, there's there's a clear difference, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, what I think That's is fair. hard is that for a lot of people, they can find themselves believing to behaving in that way. And then, like, maybe it starts that way and mm-hmm. then they do then become uh, addicted or, or yes. start to be more abusive in that usage. And they still feel that they are where they started. So I think that, that you know, like, and there's, like, alcohol... Alcoholism is a real thing. It mm-hmm. is a disease, and it, it does, in fact, there is genetic predisposition. And yeah, uh, sucks. you know, if if you are predisposed to alcoholism, then like you should probably abstain from alcohol. Yeah, you know, or to general addiction. I suppose if you are predisposed yeah. to addictive tendencies. So yeah, absolutely. Which uh, Jack has a healthy handle on, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, cool. I mean, if Jack must drink. And just do it with caution and do it with awareness because obviously the beer wouldn't be there if he and Eric weren't drinking. Well, I mean, no, I don't think so. You don't think Jack drinks? I think Sean, no, I don't think Jack drinks. I think Jack's pretty clearly sober. I think that maybe he used Mm. to drink and then realized that he shouldn't, or he was a little more witness to his dad's abuse and then like was really turned off to it. I, not to that extent. But when I was a teenager, I had some really bad experiences with friends smoking pot and, like, being shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which, like, made me then adverse to Mm -hmm. pot without ever even having tried it. Yeah. And, like, hold a big grudge against it and people who used it for a while. Um, 
now I can kind of like with hindsight and better understanding, I recognize I'm like, oh no, that was just shitty behavior. I didn't have anything yeah. to do with pot. <laughs> um, or they would use it as an excuse. That's another thing. You're right, like, where people like your... blame it on pot or whatever. And I'm like, right. no, 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 that was just shitty behavior. It had nothing yeah. to do with marijuana. Yeah, or your drunk, especially drunkenness. I right. feel like I have been in so many situations where people have been like, wow, I'm so sorry I did that. I was so drunk. And I'm right. like, that doesn't excuse like, whoa, 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 your behavior. Whoa. <laughs> like, I'm, no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so I think, th- I don't, I think that Sean bought the beer. Yeah. I think it's, I think that he went and got another person to just buy him beer. To buy him beer. Okay. Um, okay. You know. I was fully like, it's Eric's. <laughs> I mean, it, theoretically it could be too, but our understanding is that Eric's not even 21 either, right? He's probably 20. Mm, that's true. If they're but only two years apart. I don't you know. It depends on it. The time is all messed up. So. It does. It really does. It's so, it's so fuzzy because Eric could be two, two years and some change older than Corey mm-hmm. and so if Corey's about to turn um 19 like come summer yeah Eric could be turning 21 or just turned 21 in like February right so I think it's Sean's I think that he bought it and I think that Jack is sober and I think that it, he he probably has never drank I think that Jack held a grudge against alcohol mm, interesting as a result of his dad abusing his mom yeah that's fair i yeah i could definitely see that but yeah i think that that can be a real thing if you're younger mm-hmm. and have like a really negative response to a person abusing a substance that hurts you in some way mm-hmm. i think there's probably like two ways that goes i think you either then follow that or you go so hard the other way that you yeah. are really like aggressively opposed i think that goes one of those two ways and i think jack is a very cautious person in general so that makes sense Mm -hmm. we are not sponsored Mm. oh no do you see that (laughs) see this is the stuff that you miss when you're not here to watch me spill water on my face it's all over yeah I am oh. humiliated. See, for you, nothing happened. But for me, <laughs> Megan took a phone call. I went to the bathroom and she mm-hmm. spilled water on her face. Yep, that just happened. So, enjoy. Perfect. Yeah. I have some... some... Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, I love everything that Angela does in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that she makes some really good choices as far as like... Going into this situation, and obviously this is a very uncool thing that Sean just fucking shoves her against a door. Like, the fact that she's just like, yeah, this is a you thing. I'm not going to get involved. Call me when you figure your shit out and we can work this out. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times when you're in a relationship with someone, especially this is a stereotype of like women to men. It's like, I have to fix them. I have to like make them better. And she's like, so removed from that. She's like, I'm not, this is not about me. This is about you and Mm -hmm. you need to figure this out. And she like walks away and just a class, class act. Mm -hmm. I love her in this episode. I would love it if when he shoved her, she said, Okay, so you can fuck off. <laughs> you can really <laughs> fuck off forever. You can just fuck right off, you. and I'll see you never. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, but I suppose they couldn't put that on TV. No, no, of course not. I actually think they both do a really good job of acting drunk. And yeah. I think Ben Savage does a really good job of progressing in his drunkenness, because mm-hmm. when he shows up to the party, you can tell that something's off. Yeah. But you can't tell what it is. Mm-hmm. And then later when, of course, they're like, I oh, love you. Oh, it's good. It's I so agree. Good. They do have a solid drunk act going mm-hmm. and that they're both 
progressing well, like you said. Yeah. I think that I, I love, and they're like, they have their specific drunk types, right? Like Ben mm-hmm. Savage is like a smiley, complimenty drunk. Yes. Which is the kind of drunk I am. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a very complimenty, smiley drunk. Which is hysterical uh, because when Sean does that handstand, mm-hmm. that's me. I'm the type of drunk <laughs> who's like, I have to do something. I'm yeah. like, let's take a, let's go for a run. Let's oh, go no. on a bike ride. I, like, I let's am, do handstands and cartwheels. I'm the drunk that's just going to go tell everyone how good they look and like how much I love their shirt or their shoes and like how talented they are I just want to like praise people when I'm drunk and then yeah I think like when they're walking down the street and they're decidedly more drunk I think that like it's a good upward progression they did a really solid job with that and I think you know it's really easy to like play drunk badly because you're like playing it too hard I think they do a nice job yeah yeah it's never it's never like over the top. Clowny, over the toppy, wrong. Yes, You know, exactly. kind of shit going on. And they've got a little bit of a swagger, like they're a little off balance, but they're still carrying themselves right. well. They can still, like, pull it together to ask this gentleman. Yeah, their speech is fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. I think when people, like, play drunk and are doing it ineffectively as an actor, it's like they try really hard to lean into, like, the slurred speech yes. and, like, rely on that to communicate I'm drunk, so my speech is slurred and I'm swaying really hard. Yep. And I'm like, when I'm drunk, I get overly articulate. Yes, correct. Because I am trying so hard not to be drunk. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, like but balance like, myself I am. really hard against something. And so And yes. I am going to speak as articulately yes. as possible. It's that it's that it's a similar thing of like when you're when they talk about acting, like when you when you have to cry, act like you don't want to cry right, right, like right, you're right. trying not to cry yeah. same thing with drunkenness don't act like you're drunk right, right, act right. like you're trying to cover up the fact that you are drunk mm-hmm. and that's what i think it was a very solid of them do high very school well. theater teacher gave me that lesson so. yes exactly <laughs> so i feel like it uh it 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 translates really well mm-hmm. at least I um i definitely relate to the moment where they're like i would take a bullet for you because my best friend and i do that all yeah when we get drunk we're like you get drunk I and start you. telling your best friend You're how much you love best them one thousand percent that mm-hmm. was like 90 percent of our trip to vegas was like anytime we drank it was just like i love being here with you You're <laughs> incredible, buddy. yeah that was like That's the whole funny. thing um i love all of the alan moments in this episode as well because yeah. i think he does a really good job of First of all, the moment that he says, Sean's like, it's fine. He goes, it's not. And mm-hmm. I apologize. I, I started to cry because I was just like, ugh. Like, that's not something, that's something that I have only witnessed in a few people in my life who have actually said, like, I'm sorry and I apologize and meant it. And my dad was one of those people. My dad taught me at an early age that if you have wronged someone, you go in and you ask for forgiveness. Like, that's something that you need to do. And so that was a moment of like, I saw that, that it was kind of a nostalgic moment for me because that was, you know, my childhood. If I, if my dad felt like he messed up, he came directly to me and he was like, this is not okay. And I apologize. And then also it's just a good moment, uh, such a good parenting moment to say, I'm, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Like it's a human moment. Again, humanizing the adults in the show. They're not just like the adults, they're mm. actual people. They are fallible. And Alan is so humble in this moment of saying, mm-hmm. I messed up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I just love all of the Alan moments. In this Are we, am I, am I correct in remembering at some point Alan talks about like his dad used to drink and like, am I, am I remembering that correctly? Does that come up in somewhere in this show? I remember. 
Yes. I don't know when it comes up though. I remember him talking about his mom being on the road a lot and maybe he mentions it in the first season when we see yeah. his mom, but I don't know. I feel like I, I, it rings about this. Rings about. This could be fabricated, but I feel like I remember something about Alan being like, yeah, my dad, you know, is like his dad used to drink and like mm-hmm. be an asshole basically, mm-hmm. which would then fall into one of my theories of if, if that you're, be- you're, exposed to that at a young age do you then develop some sort of an, uh, adversity to that or yeah, do you follow fair. in that um, so I don't know maybe that's part of his strong reaction I also think I mean I don't know I would <laughs> I, I would lose my shit <laughs> if I were a father and my teenage son was arrested for yes. public intoxication and yes. urinating on a police vehicle like yeah I would yeah. also lose my fucking shit on that yeah like, teenagers will drink, and that's, like, just, just gonna be what happens. Um, but, like, the fact that they <laughs> peed on a cop car and then, like, asked someone... They were already drunk. Why did you need... They could have honestly gotten home scot-free if they hadn't. No, they had to they keep hadn't. the party going. Oh, but, like, oh, that just... That's that's the moment where right. they went wrong. They yeah. They just walked away from the scene... The cop probably wouldn't have found them if they hadn't have stopped. They should have just kept walking, but they were gre- they got greedy. They got greedy. They wanted the beer. They always got greedy. Question. Yeah. Do you think that guy went and told the cops? No. Do you? I don't know. Part of me is like, honestly... Oh, they got to tell the cops. She's going to get arrested. Maybe. Though. Well, but he doesn't have to tell them he was the one to buy them beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could just be like, Hey, some other <laughs> raggedy... Some teenagers Vaguely... Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, why, why would he do that? This guy doesn't give a shit. This is like Joe... Discount Joe Pesci. <laughs> discount Joe Pesci. That's what he's doing. He's doing That's like true. his best Joe Pesci and Home true. Alone impression. <laughs> it's the, It's definitely the hat. It's the and hat the and the look and the gloves and the accent. It's all very big, wet bandits. I honestly keep... Whenever I see this episode, I always have to be reminded that he's not the cop. Because part of me is like, oh, oh he's the it's cop. Never, but I, me. yeah, for some reason, that's something that my brain is like, is he the... No, no, no. My brain does that for some reason. Did you ever try to get someone to buy you and your friends alcohol when you were a teenager? No, actually. I didn't drink at all as a yeah. teenager. I didn't start drinking until I was in college. And by the time I was in college, I had friends who were old enough. And mm-hmm. they would just, like, bring things to cast parties. I did steal a little bit, like a little smidgen of alcohol once to make into Jello, so that I could eat it with some of my friends. It was like me and two other girls, and we, um, but it was like a shot in an entire bowl of Jello. So like, so you guys really fucked up on that. (laughs) Yeah, like we finished it, and we were just like, well, shit. And the first time, well, okay, the first time I ever drank was in high school because my parents were also the. The, so the type of parents that were like Christmas dinner if I wanted a glass of wine as soon as I was 17 they were like yeah sure why not oh. um, and it's actually definitely... I think that's legal in the state of Illinois oh. serving your serving minors alcohol like your children yeah. within your house yeah. as long as they don't leave oh. I think it's legal in the state of Illinois I mean I don't know I started drinking at holidays in my house when I was like 15 so. yeah yeah, so they let me they let me drink during holidays. Um, once I I it was I was like sixteen or seventeen. When my brother turned twenty one, then it was just like why not just let her whatever it doesn't matter. Um, but then I went over to a friend of my a friend of mine's house for a sleepover, and we did a shot of rum each, and that was the first time I ever like 
drank, like stole yeah. alcohol that I shouldn't have been. And then from there, then I did steal that shot for the... Um, I love that you're stealing shots, yes. not bottles. Oh my god, no! Well, because somebody could know if you stole. I get it. When I was se- I when was I was so like paranoid. sixteen, I stole a beer. Yep. And like me and a friend went and like split it. Yeah, you're, I was uh, so paranoid that I was going to get caught, and I, guess I was so afraid. When of I was caught. seventeen, though, we did throw a house party at a friend's house whose parents were away, and mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but at that point, I asked my brother to buy. We gave him money and asked him to just go buy us a case of beer and some vodka. But then I stole like two other bottles from my parents' yep. liquor cabinet. Yep. Um, not as bad as my brother. My older brother <laughs> stole a shit ton of liquor. Oh, my uh, brother threw a full ass party. Yeah, when my, parents my older brother used to throw so. Oh, yep. he threw so many parties, and he got caught because one of his friends stole like a bottle of vodka and then filled it with water and put it back. Yeah, that's... I didn't want to do that either because so I had thought about that trick and I was just like, around. my parents are going to know. Well, eventually, like when someone uses it, they're going to find exactly. out. Exactly. So they didn't get caught until like a year later. Yeah, I just... It's, um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a very... It was a very fine line for me because I was like, I'll steal a little, but I can't steal a noticeable amount. So a mm-hmm. shot was like perfect. Yeah. And then also I didn't want to refill with water. Um, but what did I never do? Get arrested for drinking. I should have been a couple times, but I'm a, a pleasant middle class white boy, so yeah, I wasn't. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like I would have reacted similarly had they had were my child to walk in and. Oh my god! Yeah, for sure. Drink. My older brother, the one that did these parties and shit, he had he did get arrested oh for god. public intoxication once. So, um, and my parents were pissed. So, well, here's the funny thing at this gay bar in Ohio that we got kicked out of. Um, I went out and I, I, the people I went out with was mostly women and like one other guy mm-hmm. and all these other bars, these are all like trash bars in Sandusky. Mm-hmm. We were working at Cedar Point and live entertainment and all these other bars like never gave a shit. All the women that walked in didn't matter. They never, they never ID'd any of them. Yep. They were all like Check hand stamped you're 21. Good to go. Right. Because it was all these just like hot dancers and musicians. Yeah. Whereas I was always carded and, ah, and, like, and I was always 19. But we went to this gay bar. <laughs> I was not carded, handstand, to yes. do whatever you want. You're 21, we don't care. And all of them <laughs> were 19. <laughs> and then they were the ones that got us kicked out because they had God. wristbands or whatever and were doing fucking shots and got us kicked out. And I was the only one that was technically 21. Even None of us were 21. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> was really fucking funny. I was like, wow, what a twist of fate. And the one time that right. I get to be the 21-year-old, you get us kicked out. Damn. All right? Because when we go out and you get to be 21, I get drunk at the apartment before we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's thinking. Pre-gaming oh, yeah. is just Pre-game it's a hard. good idea. Yes. Oh, no. We should not be encouraging. We're like, this is a bad episode. <laughs> this is how you get away with it, okay? So take the vodka bottle, drink half yeah, of it, then fill it back up with water so it's mixed and it just tastes like weak that. vodka. No. If you finish it and fill it with water, they'll know. They'll know. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I don't encourage underage drinking, but I know that it's going to happen. And to I wouldn't say I discourage underage drinking. I think 21 in America is kind of insane, actually. It is. It is insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. If you are old enough to go serve and put your life on the line for our country, you should be able to drink. You can drink. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's so stupid. It's really fucking stupid. But also when you're a teenager, you do really stupid shit. I mean, yeah. I I encourage responsible drinking. There you go. And I encourage you to talk to your children about alcohol. Yeah. 
you know, it's funny, the scene in Mean Girls where she's like, oh, is there alcohol in this? She's like, no, do no, you want some? You I'd really some? rather you do it you in the home, in the right? House. And I'm like, logic. well, and I see her and I'm like, and you know, that's like a funny line and like we're supposed to laugh at this mom character, but like, that's solid parenting. That's solid parenting. <laughs> it's to be like, Don't hey, I mean, maybe like, no, do you want you. some? Like, maybe that part's not awesome. Yeah. But like, the part where she says, like, if you're going to drink, I'd really rather, I'd rather you do you it do in it the house. house. Exactly. I completely agree. <laughs> well, yeah. What is the alternative? Them going to a party and drinking and getting so drunk and then either A, trying to drive home, B, trying to get, getting into the car of someone to drive home, C, right. being in a situation where some teenage boy is fucking groping them and yeah. they're uncomfortable. Oh, there's so many million worse there's things so that are going to happen. Awful things. As opposed you... to like just giving them alcohol education at home. Yes. Uh, yeah. And or saying like, okay, I'm going to not turn a blind eye but basically like if you drink please do it in the right house. like hey and, like, listen if i see it i'll probably confiscate it because i don't want to get in trouble with other mothers and fathers <laughs> but like i if you do this please don't go do it somewhere do it here where i can keep an eye on you and i know you're not driving well, or with you know teenage yeah. boys right i feel like even to that end and this could change one day if i do have children but i feel like i would be like hey listen when you're at a party and you're drinking because i know you're gonna be uh, mm-hmm. like do these couple of things please and mm-hmm. you know like I and call me right well that was the thing too is like hey me. listen I don't really give a shit how fucked up you are mm-hmm. call me instead of trying to get Correct. home some other way okay yeah um don't Uber if you, especially if I have daughters. I'm like, please, I will come get you. Yeah, I feel like if I if I have children and if I have a daughter, then I'll, like my world will completely change on it. Like all of these opinions yes. are based on whether or not yes. I'm gonna have a boy. Uh, <laughs> like, have sex, and go, hey, go drinking, <laughs> and then suddenly I'm gonna be like, no, boys are the worst. Get away from yes, them. Please be a lesbian. Yes, like, exactly. oh my god, um, that's a dream. That's a dream. Right. Um. But, <laughs> well, and my parents were pretty cool about it. I remember my mom distinctly asking me when I was like 15, like, she was just like, are you drinking yet? Oh, <laughs> like, that was God. like the way the question was asked. I mean, I guess with your older brothers, it kind well, of Well, like, yeah, and I was, and, and at that time, the answer was no. Um, I, I hadn't been, but I That's mean. So funny. But that was what for good me. But that was good for me to be like, even that let me know like, oh, it's expected and like, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just valuable. Well, yeah, that's that's the one thing. Like, I feel like that's the line is when they get arrested. Then Alan. Right, right, right. Then it's shit. that's something to. But to if get he had just been like about. wandering around, like if he had drive, been driving to the drugstore or something, and that he had seen them and been like, "Uh, what the fuck?" and yeah. like gotten them in the back of the car, then like losing his shit on them is maybe not the smartest thing. Well, I think the betrayal of trust hurts oh, a lot too. One thousand percent. It's a it's a, it's a rough betrayal of trust to know that your son lied to you, stole from you, and. Like, yeah, that's... And then got fucking arrested. Which, I, again, I would hope as a parent you've reconciled with the fact that, like, your kid's going to lie to you so much. Yes. Like, I feel like... So, rewatching Gilmore Girls, obviously there's a lot wrong with the way that Lorelai parents because it's kind of like her daughter is parenting her a little bit mm-hmm. at times. But there are a lot of things right with the way that she parents in that she's like... When you start having sex, I want to know. Like, please tell me. And, like, if you... When she's, like, going on spring break and she's and stuff like that, she's like, okay, here's a hangover cure. Like, she is so upfront about, like, I did stupid shit as a teenager. I know you're going to do stupid shit yeah. as a teenager. Talk to me. Come to me. Ask me. Right. I will have life experience for you. Well, Don't keep this from that's me. That's the interesting thing, right? If you consider the fact that, like, your parents were once a teenager, like, yeah. then presumably they may be engaged in some of this behavior. And if they didn't, then, like, fine. 
you know, I think it's valuable if you are a parent to remember the stupid shit you got up to as a teenager. Exactly. And instead of, like, trying to make sure that your kid doesn't get up to stupid shit, just to be like, hey, listen, here's some stupid shit I did as a teenager, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to do some stupid shit like this, so, like, let's talk it out. You know, like, yeah. that's one thing, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right thing to do, I don't know, I'm, I haven't read a lot of parenting books. I was going to um, say, I'm not a parent, so we're really but, the last people to give it But I, I would, I would look forward to one day if I had a teenager telling them about a lot of my stupid teenage shit to let yeah, them yeah. know like like it's you know that that like this prototypical prototypical thing of being like I was a teenager once too and they're like oh whatever no you weren't fuck you it's like well if you tell them all the stupid shit you did when you were a teenager yes. then you realize it's not parents are so concerned I feel like especially parents our parents boomers this kind of bleeds into Gen Y, but I would say mostly boomers are so afraid of their kids looking at them like people. Mm-hmm. They need to be the head of the household. They need to be the stoic, you yeah. know, the leader, protector, whatever. And it's like, I would so much rather have you be a person to me. Now, especially as an adult, I'm like, I would rather you have talked to me about those experiences so I could have known what to expect right. instead of just kind of like, going through life and feeling like I couldn't talk to you about some of this stuff like uh-huh. I don't know I was it, late to that party when I was like 18 or 19 is when I finally started asking my parents I was like yeah. did you ever smoke pot yeah you know like give it on drugs like come on tell me that I was know. my early 20s yeah I, I didn't was, even do I was that like, as a teenager I was like home from college and mm-hmm. was like asking about these things yeah. and like getting answers finally and I was like oh we should have talked about this and <laughs> like, yeah and I feel like as a parent also sometimes it just never I guess it just you don't think of it until they your kids come to you and ask. Yeah. Because like I'm sure my my parents would never have divulged their either drinking habits or like smoking habits in the past if I hadn't asked. Sure. Because it just never really came up because I was never caught smoking pot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That they know of. Last time I was home, I told my parents about how I got really fucked up on that brownie at That's Christmas time. Or that cookie. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that story. Oh my god, it was nuts. That was fucking wild. What, uh, do we the have other, other Do we have no notes? Let's find out. Or should we do MVPs? Oh, I... So two things, uh, both kind of dealing with Sean. The first thing is this last scene with Sean and Angela where he kind of like stops her in the door and then he like takes, she like takes his arm or something and it like goes on his shoulder and then they take like two steps and then they both sit in their desks was so beautifully choreographed. Mm -hmm. I don't know whose idea was that or if that was just something improved with them. Yeah. But like, it's so the like meeting in the doorway, having this conversation and then them like walking in together, the arm, the sit at the same time, it was like beautifully choreographed. Mm -hmm. Do you think everyone forgives Sean too quickly? Um, or do you think anyone in particular forgives Sean? You think Sean Angela too forgives Sean too quickly? I do think Angela forgives Sean too quickly. I think there needed to be a conversation. I don't know if she forgave him too quickly, but I think there needed to be a conversation like, if you do this again, I'm out. I'm gone. Like, I think there needed to be, the, the stakes needed to be a little higher Sure. in her case. Yeah. Feeney's response makes, sense, makes plenty of sense to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think everyone else... Topanga and Angela and honestly, forgive too quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't think Topanga... Topanga is neither here nor there with me on this episode, just because I think... I don't know if she was personally wronged as Angela was. Yeah, um, but go to bat for your girl. Don't forgive till she forgets. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> very, it's very true. And I don't... 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Topanga forgives. I know they need to wrap the episode up. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think there's another I'm not, conversation needed. I'm not saying that they shouldn't forgive him. I, but I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Would have taken a little bit more time for me. My last note is, I wonder how they would have handled... So Sean mentions something very briefly at the end about seeing someone. Um, I wonder how they would have handled that now, not in the 90s, because in the 90s I feel like it was said and then it was glossed over and then it's just like we never hear about Sean going to therapy again or anything like that. But I think it would have been handled differently now and I almost would have liked to have seen it be handled how it would be now then, where Mm -hmm. Sean's like, and I'm going to therapy and I'm talking out this stuff in my past. And like, I would have loved to have seen that then because that would have made this show that much more progressive mm-hmm. than it already is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just interesting to think about maybe how they would have handled things differently now versus then versus in just mentioning it. It's a one-off and we never hear about it again. Yeah, I guess it's interesting uh, to consider. You, you interpreted that as therapy. Right? What do you interpret it as? AA? Like, AA, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. can, it's, uh, it's not therapy, like one-on-one therapy, but definitely um, in like a, it's almost like a group yeah. therapy type yeah. situation. So I think that Sean would have, I mean, I do think Sean would really benefit from a little therapy. So yeah. I think, honestly, most of them would. Yeah. They all would. Who's your MVP? My MVP is Amy. Ah. And the reason is because uh-huh. I think Alan has a lot of good moments in this episode, but... As we've seen, as we, as history has shown us, Alan is, can be a little bit of a hothead. Uh-huh. And in this moment, he gets, he starts getting very spiteful and we need to put a pause button on that mm-hmm. because, and Amy's the person who does that. He could easily go overboard and Sean could easily be like, I'm not dealing with your family ever again. And he could seriously fuck up that relationship for Corey forever, mm-hmm. which would not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy is the person who's like, okay, let's rewind because you're saying a lot of shit right now and I don't think you mean everything that you're saying. So she's the one who's like, okay, we're going to rewind real quick. Like, I'm pissed too. I'm letting Alan say his piece, but also we don't know all of the facts and we need to pause. Mm -hmm. And she has that moment of pause. And I think that's, I think again, and I think I said this before when we encountered Alan's anger with Eric over the modeling thing. Amy has Amy just knows him so well to a point where she can be like, okay, we'll pause, stop. We need to we need to reconvene, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's just a great another great little moment for Amy that she is. We just see her respect and love and understanding of Alan. Mm-hmm. So, what if I told you my MVP was the discount Joe Pesci <laughs> <laughs> for buying a miner's booze? Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. It's Alan for me. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with everything you said, but I also can respect his apology and ownership of that. Oh, so um, good. That and, so that, good. and that I think he redeems that. And, and uh, yeah, I think that he is a he is the most valuable player mm-hmm. of the episode. So. Oh, my God. Just that apology moment. We're mm-hmm. getting now into the episodes where I don't think it's going to happen as often as I think it is because I'm not watching them. I'm not binging them. But this right around is the time when I really get emotional at every episode or almost every episode. Sure. Um, once it's a lot of emotional start, episodes right now. Yeah. Especially when Sean starts dealing with like his father's stuff and then... Um, That's in season six. 
Yeah. Well, like from now on. Oh, sure, sure. Um, when they really start dealing with some of the more adult issues, yeah. as opposed to just like. I will say lost his way again. five, five and six are the seasons I've watched more than anything else. I would agree. I think that's well, and four. I think for me also four, four, five, and six are like the pinnacle. We are in the right. We've said that before. Top that's, of the mountain. We've we've been saying that since the beginning. We, yeah. we're at that. No, we're I, five and six have definitely been my biggest watches. That I like when I used to have the DVDs. I would put in five and six more than anything else. Yeah, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Every episode, I feel like we have yet to come to an episode this season where I've been like, I didn't. I know this could be wrong because I could go back in the archives and be like, I don't really like that episode. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think I've enjoyed every single episode that we've done. A lot of winners. A lot of hits. Yeah. 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 All right. Just well, keep knocking them out of the park. It's a long one, but... It is. It's a, it's a very special one. It is okay. a very special episode. <laughs> so if you or someone you know is struggling, struggling. I'm still like making a joke about it, even though I it is know, a real right? thing. So I guess, all right, hang on. Do you actually know the number? No. (laughs) I thought you were about to actually say No, I don't know the phone number. But if you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol addiction, then consider looking for that number. I thought you were going to say, reach out to us. Then reach out to us. No, don't reach out to us. We're not helpful with that. We are not I only know like four of the 12 steps. (laughs) I have no idea. Granted, several of the 12 steps kind of blur together in my mind yeah that's fair that's you fair. know there's a lot of them you gotta that take are baby steps they gotta be baby steps i i've read them before and it does feel like several of the 12 steps are basically like trust a higher power mm. yeah and yeah. like variations on that phrase are different steps yeah where it's like give over to a higher power admit that you are not in control that like you know like this different ways of like giving up control to a higher power of some yep. kind um now I feel like I'm shitting on AA, even though I've made, like, so many, like, <laughs> positive comments oh about God. it before. We're going to get a call from Dax Shepard. He's going to be so mad no. at us. You know what Sean does? He tries to make amends. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's one of the... Not not the thing that... I, I do agree that I think some of the characters uh, forgive him so easily, but... He, again, is does, doing the same thing that Alan does, where he's like, I, this does is make not apologies. okay. Yeah. I did a really bad thing, and I'm trying to make up for it. Like, right. I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. I want to move forward from yeah, this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. We really appreciate your time. Uh, We're on the things. I forgot to say this. <laughs> We're on Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Feeny Call. You can email us, feenycallpodcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We love to hear from you guys. We love to hear about, and then there was Sean and little snippets um, and uh, tidbits and history. I mean, your experience with this episode as well as ours. We love to hear your experiences as well. If you have any experiences with this episode, this is another hard hitter. So let us know. And um, you can also leave us a voicemail. As you saw at the beginning of the episode, we love to hear voicemails from you guys. So please find that link in our Instagram bio and or in this episode, the description of this episode. So you can find all of that there. And if you uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe. Tell all of your friends. Tell them all. Every one of them. them, Even if they don't like Boy Meets World, still be like, you know what? I think you should give it a shot. (laughs) They'll have no idea what we're talking about, but maybe they'll still find it charming. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Well, thanks again, y'all, and as always, class dismissed.